You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. Got a cool show for you today. Later on in the hour, we'll be uh, checking out App of the Week. We'll also be open line, taking your tech calls and questions. And we'll talk about robots, specifically robot vacuum cleaners. Have they arrived? They've been out for a few years now, but there's something new out that might just change everything. I'm excited to hear about it. Mm -hmm, Me too. So big news this week, Andy. Apple. Huge announcement. Announced a couple new phones, a watch, and a whole new pay system. First was, it, was it a game changer? This, this is the first time that Apple has released two different sizes for the phone. Before, it was always the, you know, the one size. So you got 4.7 inches or 5.5 inches now for the 6 Plus. And so typically, um, the screens have been much smaller. So if you have an iPhone 5, for example, that was uh, coming in at 4 inches. But looking at all the phones out on the market now, uh, they all have giant screens. Yeah. And you know the simple reason is, uh, is because we're doing so much with them. They're like our, our GPS devices. They're our web surfing devices. Uh, we watch movies and Netflix on them. These things are our own little personal computers that we have in our pocket. It is kind of funny when you think about it. Apple was the last company to come out with a bigger phone. You know, they, they stayed at that size. Well, they, they were making incremental from the 4 to the 5. Yeah. But now with 4.7 inches, you're going to get 38% more viewing area. And with the 6 Plus, that's 88% more viewing area than the iPhone 5. That's significant. It, it, it really is. Uh, Beautiful-looking phones. Uh, I don't know how they keep doing this, but they're even thinner yeah. than the iPhone 5. A little bit more curved to the, uh, the actual uh, phones themselves. I don't know if you saw this, though. It is thinner, and they wanted to make it thinner. But the camera now protrudes from the back so if i'm wondering if you when you lay it down if it's actually sitting on the camera lens because it's sticking out but you know they had to make they they want to put a better camera into it and you want to make a thinner phone something has to give and so you can actually see it a lot of people didn't notice that but i noticed it right away that it was uh protruding outside uh so some other improvements better camera uh, more uh, stabilization when you're taking photos and video. Uh, I think the 6 Plus, the larger one, actually has optical stabilization, mm-hmm. which is uh, you know a higher-end feature you'll find in you know some of the more expensive cameras uh, out there. Uh, and uh, a shatterproof glass. Sapphire. Sapphire face yeah. to it. Um, that is interesting because you know, I know so many people that smash... <laughs> Their screens, yeah. not just iPhones, but you know, phones in general, because they're so big now. Exactly, and what's funny is that you'll see people with iPhones who smash the screen, and they're still using it because it's an, it's an expensive phone, and it's hard to not have an iPhone if you already have one, and they're they're accustomed to the ecosystem, they love iOS, so they use it. But having a Sapphire screen, you, we, it's not a question of if you will drop it; it's a more of a question of when yeah. you will drop it. That's the challenge. I'm torn now. I don't know, like, because I want one. But what size? What's I don't know. I don't know. Because I've, I've tried some of the, you know, Android phones before that are the larger phablet size, so to speak, like the five and a half inch and above. And I had kind of trouble with them. But, you know, you know me, I'm an iPhone guy. Um, will I get used to a five and a half inch screen? You know what's funny? Do you remember when we went to the Consumer Electronics Show about two, three years ago when they announced the Galaxy Note, the first, you know, five and a half inch screen? Yep. And we, I remember, because I was talking to the Samsung guy, I'm like, what is this? Is it a phone or is it a tablet? And he kept saying, it's the Note. So journalists, we, we were trying to figure out what it is, so we called it phablets because yeah. we didn't know what it was. And we didn't think anybody would, would buy it. We were like, it's too big. No one's going to want this. 
And you know well, what? Well, they've sold gazillions they, of them. They've sold a lot. And the thing is, once people get to that size, they can't go back because you can do so much with it. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, you know, especially with the larger one, the uh, the iPhone six plus. Um, you know, even does cool things when you turn it, uh, you know, kind of into the the landscape mode, the the long side. Uh, you can see a lot more stuff if you got your messages up. You can see all the people on the left hand side and the messages on the right hand side. Did you notice that iOS eight they are really optimizing it for more of a landscape um, interaction with the phone? Because typically people are doing it, you know, horizontal or sorry, vertically. Yeah. But they really optimized the uh, the OS to make sure that you could use it on landscape to take advantage of that extra real estate of the screen. The other big announcement, Apple Watch. People were, you know, rumors were, you know, for months that they would be coming out with something. They were thinking the iWatch, but it's the Apple Watch. What do you think of it? It's, it's interesting because Apple is playing catch-up. Before, they were the ones to introduce new product categories. When they came out with the iPad, no one else had a tablet like, or a tablet like that. But now they were, they're basically, all the other manufacturers have watches, wearables. And so Apple, we were all waiting, like, what is it going to look like? There's all these mock-ups online about what it would look like. Um, it looks great. I think the, uh, what's the thing on the side called? The um, digital crown, crown. No, the crown. The uh, digital crown. Digital crown. I yeah. thought that was a great improvement. None of the other manufacturers thought about using that to zoom in and out. So you have touch capabilities and also the digital crown to zoom in and out. But what was surprising to me, Mike, was... They announced the watch, but it's not coming out till early 2015. Well, you know, that's, I, I think that's the trouble. I mean, there's so much rumors now, and obviously this space is really uh, growing dramatically. You know, Samsung's really throwing as much stuff against the wall as they can to see what sticks with their watches. Motorola announced their uh, new Moto 360 smartwatch, LG. Google is, you know, going hard with the whole Android wearable technology platform. Uh, I think... What they did here was basically preempted a lot of people from buying any of these other watches. That's a good point. I never thought about that because, you know, in October they have their iPad event. So yeah. I was like, why didn't they announce it then? But I think that makes a good point. Interesting thing, though, for the watches, they have, you know, they have three different types. Yes. They didn't announce what the premium version was going to cost. Only the uh, the base model, which is about $349. Yeah. And another thing they didn't mention was the battery life on the watch. That they're they're probably still they're probably still trying to fine tune that, and I think that's going to be the big thing because people haven't worn watches in a long, long time. Ever since they started getting a smartphone, yeah. So you have to convince people to have this, and like I'm wearing the Motorola 360 right now, and guess what? It's dead because I forgot to charge it last <laughs> night. So now see? I'm wearing a dead so, watch. You know, if you can see this, Andy's got this giant like <laughs> it's a giant round watch, like it's giant. Yeah, and you've it's dead. It's dead because yeah. it well, has one day battery life. Aren't you cool? No, I'm not really cool now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know, Samsung last year came out with the Galaxy Gear watches and I think Apple with this announcement if you just look at some of the even the most basic features, I think they I think they've gone past everyone else yeah. that's out there right now with what they're doing with their particular watch. Just with the navigation, the apps that are available, uh overall it just seems like a much better user experience than anything else that I've seen, even like the Pebble Watch, for example. I feel like the Apple Watch is going to be the, like the next status symbol. If you have like the premium version with the, you know, the 18 karat gold, people are going to be like, wow, that, that's, that's like new bling basically is going to be out there. And it was interesting that they have so many different models of it, whether you're into sports and you want to like 
the the apps for the fitness look fantastic. Yeah. All that data, I, that was really impressive. I think they... Well, so this watch has got like a heart rate monitor, yeah. an accelerometer, accelerometer, pedometer, all that GPS, stuff. GPS, everything. Yeah. But you still need an iPhone for it to work. It's not a standalone device. It will work backwards to an iPhone 5, I believe. Yes. Is yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So that's the question. It's coming out in early 2015. You have to have an iPhone to use it. 350 bucks. Are you going to get one? The question is, are you going to get one? Because you're not wearing a watch. I, I have not worn a watch. I don't even remember the last time I have. So is this thing cool enough? Will it make my life better? You're not thinking. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to try one. I just think there's a lot of cool features on there. Let's see what happens. I, it'll be interesting. I, it's it's really they have to make that that case point of why you want to wear a watch again. It has to have some kind of value, yeah. And it needs to have a bet. Like, give me two days of battery life. If I forget one day, what's the point? I'm walking around with this dead watch now. It doesn't do anything. It just it just looks <laughs> geeky. <laughs> Andy and his dead Motorola watch. Yeah. And you know what? You'll probably forget to charge it today too. I know that's right? a, it's a behavior. So tomorrow change. you'll have a dead watch on your wrist again. I know, and then I'll just take it off. And then, and... yeah, by next week you're not going to be wearing that watch anymore. <laughs> when we come back from the break, robot vacuum cleaners. Are you ready to give up that personal touch? You know that satisfaction you get from doing the vacuuming yourself and hand that over to a robot. We'll find out. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We are broadcasting live across the Chorus Radio Network in Canada here. You can also listen to us on the interweb off our website, getconnectedmedia.com, of course, cknw.com as well, and SoundCloud. We store all of our, uh, our radio shows up there too. That's right. Do you do that? I'm all into SoundCloud. That's, are you? That's where all, all the new music that I listen to is coming from SoundCloud. Really? Yeah, that's where all the cool kids are now, these days. Oh, my God. You're not there yet, are you? I'm not cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was cool. I was cool for a week. You were cool when, when songs I came out and you were listening to that, but... Yeah, you know what? Audio... Hey, I got a Spotify invitation. Me too. I, have you set it up? No. Is yeah. it good? I haven't tried it either. Um, that's on my to-do list. But if I do that, will I be cool again? Yeah, I'll give you some cool creds for that. Yeah? Yeah. Speaking of cool, robots... They're coming. They're supposed to make our lives easier. I like that a lot. On the line right now, uh, we've got Robert uh, Green. He's from Dyson. Thanks for uh, coming on the show today, Robert. Thanks for having me. Uh, excited to talk to you. You guys just had a, a, a big announcement. Uh, I think most folks know you from your, uh, your upright uh, vacuum cleaners. I have one myself. Uh, I love that thing. It actually works <laughs> quite well at uh, you know picking up the dirt and, and what have you. Uh, you guys have just uh, announced a new uh, robot vacuum. Can you tell our listeners about it? Yeah, we have. So um, this is our first entry into the sort of automated vacuum cleaner market. Um, obviously, it's it's an area that's been growing, um, and it's you know something we're very excited about as a piece of technology and to be uh, to sort of be joining the market. Um, it's like I said, fully automated vacuum cleaner, sort of robotic vacuum cleaner. Um, obviously, the basic. The you know, premise of these are you know, machines you can set off to do the do the vacuuming either when you're not home or um, you know just when you don't want to do it yourself, sort of thing. So um, yeah, so the pretty automated vacuum cleaner. I, I find this interesting. Uh, robot vacuum cleaners not totally new. They've been out for a few years now. I think 
Roomba is one of the bigger uh, ones out there from the iRobot folks. Uh, but I find it interesting that you guys are uh, getting into the game now. Do you see a big market for this? We do, yeah. And it's, I think it's a market that's, uh, that's definitely growing. Um, like you said, it's not, it's not anything new. Um, robotic vacuum cleaners have been around for a number of years now. Um, and the big thing really is, you know, they've, they've traditionally been a little bit gadgety. You know, a little bit sort of, uh, uh, sort of almost a supplementary item. And the reason for this is the performance just hasn't been quite as good as a normal vacuum cleaner. Um, but they are getting better and they're getting much better as, you know, the years go by. Um, something we always said, um, when we've been asked about this in the past is, you know, Dyson as a company was only going to put an automated vacuum cleaner out there, a robotic vacuum cleaner out there, when we were happy that it could do the job as well as uh, you, or, you or I. So we wanted a robotic vacuum cleaner that would vacuum your home as well as you do it. Otherwise, we saw very little point in them. Um, and the reason for this is, you know, even the some of the existing models out there at the moment, some of the older models, you know, they were great. They'd pick up, they'd vacuum sort of the top surface, but they didn't really clean all that well. They didn't really navigate around the room that well. But what you end up doing is setting them off, you know, two, three times a week, and then once every two weeks, once every month, you'd have to get your main vacuum cleaner out and you know go around and fully clean your apartment just to make sure you've got that deep clean. Um, where we feel we are with this new product is, you know, for the first time you've got an automated vacuum cleaner. Like I said, we'll do the job as well as you would do it with your normal vacuum cleaner. And that's really the, you know, the big breakthrough for us and why we're entering the market now. Robert, you also have a camera on this robot vacuum cleaner. Tell us the reasons why you put that in there. Yeah, so um, the camera's all part of the navigation system. Um, and that was probably one of the biggest challenges for us as a company uh, in terms of the development of this product. Um, obviously, the vacuum side is what you know people know and love us for. You know, it's something we've been doing for a, you know, a number of years. It's actually, you know, obviously the basis of the company is the vacuum cleaner side but the whole navigation piece and how to get this machine to intelligently uh move around the room and make sure it cleans the entire room um it's a was a you know the tricky part but one of the big things we've come up with in terms of new technology for the machine is this um what we're calling the, the 360i and it's uh, a digital camera that looks up onto a parabolic mirror so a sort of a, a domed mirror um and as it the camera looks up onto that. It gets a uh, takes a takes an image 360 degrees around the robot, so all from all sides around the robot, um, and at uh, about a 45 degree angle, so from horizontal up to 45 degree angle, um, and it takes about 30 of these a second, and it uses these images to help it navigate around the room. And what it does is each image, it looks for strong horizontal and vertical lines, so strong, bold, um, defining points around the room, and uses that to work out furniture, uh, edges of the room, walls, um, coffee tables, sofas, these sort of things. Um, and as obviously it moves closer to an object or away from an object, these lines are going to grow and shrink. That's how it can navigate around, like I said, the furnishings or furniture in the room. So um, the main driver with this is because we're using this camera at this set angle, it almost gives it a view very similar to what you or I would see as we look around the room. Um, the only difference being it's getting a full 360-degree view rather than the, you know, the angles that we, that we see. Is this thing cat-proof 
I see so many videos <laughs> online of these robot vacuum cleaners, uh, and the cats are like all over them. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure that's a that's an area of testing we ever did with. Uh, with cats. <laughs> see how well it gets on with it, but um, <laughs> certainly, certainly, you know, it's it's up to the Dyson standards of uh, robustness and quality and reliability. Um, maybe that's something I should go back and uh, propose. Maybe we'll get a bit of animal testing and see if we can get some cats and dogs riding them. But uh, and, and Robert, yeah. can it can it do both carpet and hard floors interchangeably? Definitely, uh, something something we're obviously very very important to us is that it maintained the vacuum performance. Like I said, we were never going to put a robot out until it not only navigated intelligently around the room, but had the vacuum performance that you know people would expect and clean to the level that you know uh, you or I would with a normal vacuum cleaner. So it has all the Dyson technology that people know us for. Um, in fact, if you look at it, you know one of the most prominent features is obviously the cyclone technology. Um, which is actually completely new to uh, robots. This will be the first robot with cyclone technology. Uh, obviously, the cyclone technology is what started Dyson as a company, um, and that allows us to get that um, sort of no loss of suction, continuous suction performance um, throughout the cleaning cycle. Very, very excited to see. I'm very excited to see this in action. What kind of price point are we looking at, and, and when is it coming out? So we'll be looking at towards the end of. Uh, next year for the U.S. So we're, we're initially launching in Japan, um, and then we'll start to feed it into other markets. Now, because it's towards the tail end of uh, next year, we haven't actually set the pricing up for uh, Canada yet. Um, so I can't give you an indication on the pricing um, for that. But you know, look for it. Look for it uh, towards the end of next year in Canada. Well, I want to thank you for joining us on the the show today. That was uh, Robert Green. The uh... Dyson Design Engineer talking about uh, the new Dyson 360i robot vacuum cleaner coming soon to uh, a house near you. When we come back from the break, we're taking your calls. 604-280-9898-1877-399-9898 if you're phoning long distance. Any tech call. Connected Mike and Andy here in studio. Later on in the hour, we'll be uh, hearing App of the Week with Christina, so stay tuned for that as well. I'm opening up the phone lines here, taking any of your tech calls and questions. 604-280-9898-1877-399-9898. Kind of like your on-air tech support. Or if you want to give us your thoughts on the, the new Apple announcement, are you going to rush out and get a new iPhone 6? They've uh, opened up the uh, pre-order uh, website, which I heard crashed. Really? Yes, in a big way. Because you know it was also, just overwhelming you demand. You know what also crashed? What? Their stream of the event when we were oh, watching it. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't working very well. I think a lot of people were <laughs> obviously tuned in, eh? It's funny, though. The biggest tech company in the world couldn't get I know, the... but how do you anticipate that? Like, Just assume that everybody is going to be... The entire world? Yeah. And just have enough bandwidth for that? Pretty much. So another thing uh, they announced, uh, Apple did uh, this week, that I, I found fascinating was Apple Pay. Mm-hmm. And... It's interesting to me because, you know, we've been talking about the mobile wallet many times in our show. It's coming, but no one's really done it right yet. But this is probably the first time that someone has actually got all the ducks in a row. You know, because, you know, if you look at a lot of these smartphones that are out in the market now, like from Samsung and LG and even the BlackBerry and Windows phones, they all have the capability right now. They've got these special NFC chips built into them. These are the same chips that are in our credit cards now that allow you to you know, do the tap and pay at certain, you know, merchants. Uh, but Apple hasn't had that. 
and everyone's been complaining about it. Why? I've never been able to figure that out. Were they trying to make their own technology? Because NFC's been around for a couple of years. And but they, they, they hadn't had the deal. Like, Apple's not just about sticking stuff in, in, their, in their phones yeah. without having it actually do something. Like, Samsung's built it into their phones for the past few uh, galaxies. Yeah. But it doesn't do anything other than maybe pair up a headphone or something. Speakers. Speakers, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I mean, they've been putting it in because they want to have the whole Google Wallet experience and what have you. But Apple... BAM, this week, has basically, down in the U.S. anyway, for that matter, has done deals with all the major credit card companies, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, most of the major banks, you know, dozens of retailers like Staples, Starbucks, and McDonald's that will take Apple Pay. It's funny because what, what's going to happen then is they're going to actually take a piece out of every transaction. Oh, it's brilliant for, on their part. Absolutely brilliant. And we knew that look, mobile wallets have been around for a while, but once Apple gets into the game, you know it's going to take off. Well, you know it's going to work. Well, it's work too, yes. But it was it's interesting um, how easy it is to input your credit cards and debit cards into it. You basically take a picture of your credit card, and it gets inputted into the uh, but iPhone 6. But what's interesting, it's not inside your phone. No. It's, it's all like encrypted. So they, they created a way so that even if you make a purchase, Apple doesn't know where you where you made that purchase. They don't have no information because privacy, of course, is a big concern of yep. people. They don't have the credit card information. They don't know how much you paid. They're basically just getting that little security code over to the merchant yep. where you're buying your Starbucks coffee and making it happen. The one issue, though, is if you move all your credit cards, and we were talking about this before, yep. what happens if your battery dies? What are you going to do then? Don't let your battery die. And another question I have with the Apple Watch, yeah. if you're driving and you look at your watch, does that mean that you're, you know, can you get a ticket for that? Sure you can. But what, what if you're just like, I was just looking at the time. You, all these things are going to be changing now. Officer, I was just looking to I see was what just, time I was, was just looking at the time to see if I was going to make my appointment, officer. So uh, apparently you'll be able to make purchases with the iPhone 6 and the watch. They've got the deals down in the States right now. The big question now is here in Canada how long will it take for Apple Pay to come to Canada? Or even will it? Yeah, because it's kind of a, a bit different up here. You know, we've got the five major banks. They all got their own thing going. Then you've got other guys like Rogers and, and Telus. They're developing their own pay systems as well. Will they let Apple come in and basically dominate all of it? Well, don't, don't be hiding your wallet anytime soon, Mike. You're going to be using <laughs> it for, for the, the next couple of years, I think. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued with it. Like, we are finally on that road uh, to, like, a, a total mobile wallet. To your point, yeah, if your battery goes dead, there goes all your credit cards. Exactly. So that's something to be worked out. Yeah. I think. The phone lines again, 604-280-9898. We're going to go here to Ron in Burnaby. Hey, Ron. Uh, hello, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. What can uh, we do for you? Uh, I was recently in the market for a laptop computer. And uh, running from uh, about five to seven hundred dollars plus tax. I, I uh, on on reviewing it with the salespeople, I find that uh, I have to uh, spend an additional hundred and fifty for initializing, and then they tell me that it's prudent to. Uh, to get um, uh, insurance uh, for three years and so on. Is it really necessary to 
have all these accoutrements when you're buying a laptop computer? Yeah, I guess that just depends on you know what you're looking for. Uh, do you know how to use Windows or or what have you? Well, my my wife certainly does, and uh, um, I I am a retired accountant. Formerly, I used to use a Mac. Okay. And and apparently, uh, Apple doesn't have all these constraints. And I was wondering, is it really true that if you buy a laptop, you generally have to be prepared to buy another one in two or three years? You know, that that's a good question. Um, I, I just think with laptops now, and just depending what you're using it for, I think you can get a lot of years out of it. You know, I've got some laptops that I'm still using that are four or five years old. You know, if you're into, like, you know, video gaming and really high-end graphics... Maybe not so much. You know, you'll probably have to upgrade every couple of years. But if you're surfing the web and sending emails and using Facebook and things like that, I don't think so. Exactly. And if you're looking for an affordable laptop, one thing you might want to look into if you're just going to do web browsing is a Chromebook. They come around the two dollars $300 price point. It doesn't have Microsoft Office. It doesn't have Windows at all. But it's just the Chrome browser. And it looks like a laptop. It feels like a laptop. But it's very affordable, and it will get you online, and you can do all your web browsing. But that's just about it. So that's something you might want to look at as well. And it's very easy to use. Yeah, you know, if you've already got someone in the family that knows how to use the laptop and can teach you, uh, you know, it's probably best to go with whatever uh, operating system they're using. So if they're using Windows, probably best to go with a Windows laptop because they can obviously help you out. If they're using Mac, probably best to go with a Mac you know, type laptop because it'll be easier for them to to help you. You know, as far as all these other little things, like in, I don't, you're talking about initializing. You know, they they always sell all sorts of you know setup and things like that. Again, if you've got someone in the family and it sounds like your wife knows what she's doing, she can obviously help you out with that. So it's not necessary to get that kind of thing. As far as the extended warranty, it's a great question. Um, I typically haven't gone with the extended warranty. Most of these laptops come with a, a one year warranty out of the gate. Um, I haven't had that many issues. Exactly. It's really a personal choice if you want that peace of mind of having a warranty if anything goes wrong. Um, or you might just think, I don't need it. And I'll, if something goes, if something breaks, I'll just buy a new computer in the future. So it's a really personal choice. Yeah. You know, go down to uh, one of the London Drugs computer departments. Those guys are really good. They're honest. Uh, you know, they're not going to try to sell you a bunch of shimsham. That's my new word, shimsham. <laughs> Interesting word. <laughs> well, I'm just making this stuff up. Um but they, they can give you a really good assessment of, of what type of laptop you're going to need and, you know, some of the basics uh, for it as well. Prize, Annie, quickly. We've got an excellent prize. We're giving away the Canix Go Power Pack. If you have a smartphone and a laptop, you're going to need some extra battery power. This is a backup battery power that works with USB. You can charge both your tablet and your smartphone at the same time. Go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com, and hit on the contest tab to enter and win the Canix Go Power Pack. We'll take more of your calls when we come back from the break. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here. Coming up after the next break, you'll want to stay tuned. App of the Week with Christina. Going to jump here to the phone lines again. 604-280-9898 the number. Got Mavis in Vancouver. Hey, Mavis. Hi. Good Hi. morning. I'm looking for a computer with Windows 7, and I can't find one. I do not like the Windows 8. 
and it's, it's difficult to get one. Yeah, that's that's the trouble. Um, some people still not on the Windows 8 bandwagon. Uh, they really like Windows 7, and that's that's fair. good. Yeah. That's fair. Um, you know, you might want to try London Drugs computer department to see if they've got any uh, Windows 7 uh, machines or laptops uh, still there. Uh, it's it's difficult because most of the new ones coming out right now have Windows 8 preloaded in it. I mean, you can do a downgrade to Windows 7, but that means you'd have to purchase I Windows actually, 7. I actually have the Microsoft Surface 3 tablet in my bag right now. Yeah. And this weekend, what I'm going to do is try to make it Windows 7 because with the 8.1 upgrade, you can actually make it look like Windows 7. You can have the start button. You can have it boot up in desktop mode. So even though it's Windows 8, because we hear this all the time, yeah, I'm like, there's got to be a way to make this, even though you're running Windows 8, it looks and functions like Windows 7. And it's possible, and I'll uh, be doing it this weekend to try to figure out how to do that because she's not the only one. A lot no. of people aren't into the tile interface that they have, and they like, they're comfortable with the way that Windows 7 works. It's a fantastic operating system. But Microsoft wanted to make an operating system that's more touch-friendly, and that's what Windows 8 is. But you can go back, and they realized that right after they announced Windows 8 that everybody wanted the start button back. <laughs> and so, so well, they you know, actually, I mean, you're used to it, and it's a good little tool, right? Yeah. So, you know, what I would do, honestly, I'd go down to one of the uh, London Drugs computer departments, uh, talk to the guys there. Uh, obviously, they've got tons of stuff uh, available on display there, but they also have access to uh, other uh, laptops and systems uh, that they can bring in as well. So I'm, I'm sure they can help you in some way with that. 604-280-9898 is the line. We're going to jump here to Nigel in West Vancouver. Hey, Nigel. Okay, hello. With all, with all the technology coming along, why don't they just um, make a... Say a chip or something they could put in, in uh, implanted in us or something, and uh, because now you can pay with these new phones um, by just waving a phone or something and matching a thumbprint up. Why don't we just put one in us so we don't have to even buy one or something? You know, <laughs> like a, like an RDS chip or something. You know, yeah, where they can have all the information and stuff, and and they can find like missing people if they. If someone goes missing, they could track them down, or they could track down you or me. Yeah. Why don't they do that? What do you think, Andy? Well, that's opening up a big can of worms. If uh, I know that there was, do you remember about a year ago they were making tattoos? Yeah. That you could actually scan and had a little chip inside. I had a guy on the radio show. Uh, this was before your time. Really? Yeah. Uh, a few years ago, that uh, put uh, an RFID chip into his arm. Really? Had it surgically put in. Why? Um, <laughs> so an RFID chip, it's the same chip that, uh, you know, would be in like, you know, the new passports, uh, some of the new driver's license. And um, it never really took off as big as I thought it would because, you know, they're talking about using them as the new kind of barcode. So like even your milk carton would have that in there. So, you know, the grocery store wouldn't have to scan, you know, with the barcode reader could just kind of basically wave it near uh, the register. Uh, but anyway, so this guy, he used it um, to um, open his front door of his home, start his motorcycle, turn his computer on. Interesting. Yeah. I asked him if he had a girlfriend, and he said no. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I th I think we're going to start seeing more of that type of technology. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear this, but I think in the next 20, 30 years, uh, that kind of stuff will start being implanted in us. 
you know, Mike, uh, last week I was in Chicago for the Motorola's launch. Yeah. You know what they're doing? What? They're creating a hearing aid that you can put inside your ear oh, to yeah, take calls. Oh, I saw that. Yes. Yeah. So what did, did you get to try it? I, I got to try it. What it's do you not, think? You know what the problem is? What? Is that if you're using this, people are going to think you're crazy that you're talking to yourself because <laughs> you can't see it. It's inside your ear. <laughs> so we're gonna, you're going to see people in the next couple of years. But I'm already walking. doing that without that. Well, so I can say that I've got a Motorola <laughs> thing in my ear. <laughs> Yeah, you're an early adopter. I'm that's, an early adopter. That's why I'm talking to myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's interesting. Works with your smartphone. And it works right with your smartphone. Yeah. And you can take calls, you can do voice commands, everything with it. Yeah. But you know, it opens up a whole can of worms. Like implant implanting this type of technology into us, into humans, all sorts of ethical and moral. Well what debates. if hackers get you know oh, yeah. get, get that technology and then they're tracking where every, everywhere you I know. go and I could do bad things and just say I was hacked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Blame the hackers. When we come back from the break, App of the Week with Christina Stoyanova. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. Trying to keep up with your workload when you're constantly out of the office for meetings? It can seem impossible sometimes. That's why millions of professionals use Citrix GoToMeeting. Meet with clients and coworkers without having to leave your desk, saving you time so you can get more work done. With GoToMeeting, it's easy to meet whenever you need to, as often as you want. Anyone can join your meetings from their computer or with the GoToMeeting app on their smartphone or tablet. They'll see your screen on their screen, so you can collaborate in real time. Then turn on your webcams to see each other in HD. That's high-definition video. It's like meeting in person without the hassle of travel. GoToMeeting allows you to work smarter and take more control of your time and resources. It's something that I use all the time when I'm on the road on my iPad. It's so convenient to get in touch with not only my work, but customers uh, as well. Start your free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting. Visit GoToMeeting.ca today. That's GoToMeeting.ca for your free 30-day trial. You're back with Get Connected. It's that time of the week. App time. We've got Christina Stoyanova here with us in studio. Thanks for coming down, as always. What do, what have you got for us today? Uh, today I have an app that is actually a Craigslist client. So a lot of people are buying and selling things on Craigslist. I know you yourself are constantly wheeling and dealing on there. I'm a wheeler dealer. You I are. Love, I love that website. I know. And now they've made it even easier. There's this uh, Craigslist client that is an app that you can download on your iPhone. It's called C-Pro. And it actually makes it much easier for you to search that website right from your phone instead of having to use your phone's browser that is very cool is this an official app christina uh no i i think it was created by a third party but uh but it's a good little app it makes the experience much cleaner because the craigslist craigslist website is a little bit clunky can you can you make a post though through the app like you sure can which is amazing because if you are posting on Craigslist from your computer, you have to take a picture with your phone and then you have to get it back onto your computer and then create your post. This way, you do it all from your phone. It's pretty I cool. I love that because yeah. uh, I do all the stuff through the computer, but it, like you said, it's clunky. I mean, that web interface is like from the 90s. It, and it hasn't it, changed. It hasn't changed. And you know, the, the reason is, is uh, Craig, the founder, uh, Craigslist, uh, doesn't want to sell out. He sold a chunk of it, uh, I believe, to eBay back a while ago, um, but basically they won't do anything to really update it. You know, they won't put ads or anything in like that to generate revenue, uh, but it, it's interesting. I actually had him on the radio show back a few years ago. Really? Yeah, it was it was really weird. Um, 
I was the first one in Canada. He was coming up to Canada to do some sort of tour. Uh, so the, the press people phoned me and said, hey, you know, do you want to have Craig from Craigslist on your show? I'm like, you know, hell yeah. Anyway, I got him on the show. I'm sorry, but the guy was weird. He's a weird dude. Yeah, he was just crazy. It was the, one of the weirdest interviews I've ever done. There's like lots of dead airspace. You know, I'd ask him questions and, you know, what about this? And he'd just like give me the one word answers. Yes. <laughs> no. And so it was the longest, the longest eight minutes of my life. And <laughs> after that, no word of a lie, that was the last interview he did in Canada. They wouldn't let him do any more interviews. You, 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 you were the first <laughs> and the last. <laughs> but I love his website. It's kind of cool. So yeah. is it a free app? Um, yeah. So it's available for both iOS and Android. And it's free. But you have the opportunity to upgrade it to the pro or the premium version. Um, and that actually lets you save your searches and start notifications. So if something new with your search criteria is posted on Craigslist, it will actually notify you right away. So if you're looking for something specific. I bet Craig is still single. <laughs> <laughs> Great. In case you were wondering. I wasn't. I, thanks, get, I, I know him now. Though. I can get in touch with him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, so this app is called CPRO, C-P-R-O, and it's available on iOS and Android. Thank you very much. Christina Stoyanova with App of the Week. The contest quickly and... Canuck's Go Power Pack. It's a backup battery pack for your smartphones and your tablets. Go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com to enter and win. I want to thank Andy, Christina, and the rest of the Get Connected team, and, of course, chat on the controls. Mike and Andy and Christina logging off. See you again next week.